watch it. Welcome back to part two of Why Did You Watch? Episode five. Now, the great thing about doing this film is, the great thing about these films is the fighting and the, the sure. martial arts and the kick. And obviously I can't sit here and describe that to you. So even if I tell you the whole plot of the film, it doesn't matter. You can still go and watch it. It's on Netflix. Because I can't describe the best thing about this film, which is people getting kicked in the face repeatedly. It's great. <laughs> okay. So, so, Mr. Lin, do you remember him? The liaison? Yes. He explains to... He explains some of the rules to uh, Van Damme and Zangief, even though they're bound to know them. Like, why... Why do you feel you need to reiterate the rules to them? Maybe that was the one thing that wasn't, like, publicly shared. <sighs> oh, for God's sake. Well, I mean... It, I don't know why they would have bothered because it's fairly, it's fairly like uh, common sense. These things he says, there's three ways to lose a match. You can get knocked out, knocked unconscious, knocked out. That is. Yeah, yeah. You can quit, and if you quit, yeah. you have to say mate. Like not not Does the shampoo, mean not you have to Drink that really horrible like smoky tea drink oh no club mate yeah that's your forfeit if you if yeah. you quit you have to drink club mate and be sick everywhere yeah. oh that's disgusting um or if you fall off the runway or fall okay out of the ring effectively yeah out the ring okay mm-hmm. secret or option number die. four is if you die exactly oh, yeah okay so i guess that sort of falls under the heading of getting knocked out Permanently. if you also then die uh, yeah. yeah totes Bummer, dude. Uh, uh, to, so the two of them were sat there going, oh, oh I didn't realise that, you know, if you died, you weren't in the competition anymore. Anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> Zombie. So we've Zombie got... fighting. Uh, lots of biting, yeah. I imagine. So we've got our first fight. And obviously the only bits of fighting that we get to see is with the predominant characters. Yeah, yeah. Even though there only are three that we actually care about and all the other ones are just sort of set dressing. But yeah, yeah. whatever. So we start with a South American um, like fighter skinny type guy dude. who I have named Skinny... No, 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 not him. No, this is a different guy. This is like a tall oh. statuesque, tall statuesque, quite attractive uh, Hispanic dude who I am calling Vega. Okay. Uh, and what happens? Blah blah blah. Huh? Oh yeah. Um. So so Vega's fighting just complete set dressing, and blood he gets punched in the face, and blood like flies out of the guy's mouth, and Zangief very helpfully leans over to Van Damme and says, "That's why they call it blood sport, kid." Ah. Yes. Thank you. I thought we were chasing foxes. I did foxes. wonder. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, match number two is Zangief versus some kid who looks like Ralph Macchio. And uh, right. Zangief yes. just punches him in the head and he's out. <laughs> That's it. Zangief just goes like, pop, and the kid... No, 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 he got knocked out. All right. Zangief doesn't kill anybody. Why would he do that? He just well, he might bam. be really strong. He punch. just Donkey Kong punches him. <laughs> well, he, <laughs> it's pretty strong because he's, he's knocked out, 
I mean, yes, he might have sure, sure. got a concussion and died later on. I don't know. But he yeah. finishes that, pops him on the head, and then whips around to the audience, points at Chun-Li and goes, You're next! To which, you know, and like threatens him and he's going, I'm going to get you! Yeah, you're dead, mister! And all this. And Chun-Li's just sat there, like, looking around him going, Where'd this come from? Why am I getting oh, threatened? Yeah. Oh, Mental. Man. <laughs> I know! Mind games. He's a bit out of order. But he's, he's very proud of himself. Potentially, yeah. I, I wouldn't have bothered, though, given what happens. So now Chun-Li has come up and he's like strutting around the ring <clears throat> with his enormous pecs because he's like ripped this guy. And sure. uh, Mr. Lin leans over and he's like, ooh, that's Chun-Li. He's a badass. He won last year and killed a guy. Yeah. Okay. He, he he kicked him in the throat and then just watched him die. I mean, we're not talking the quiet man here. We're not talking like someone who punched a guy in a boxing match and the guy died and then they're so racked with guilt that they never fight ever again. Yeah, yeah. He's back again. He kicked him in... <laughs> yeah, tell a friend. Warn a friend. <laughs> he yeah. just kicked him in the throat and then watched him die. And what's interesting about Chun Li is he's a bit of a dick. He um, <laughs> he when he comes into the ring, you know, you're supposed to bow to the judges and show them yes, respect and respect, stuff. Bolu yeah. doesn't do that. Bolu has no respect for anybody. Bolu, I'm just calling him by the actor's name now. Chun apart Lee. from his, apart from his teacher, I assume. Nah, he doesn't show him any respect either. Oh. He and he every every time he wins, he starts waving his hands in the air at the audience, like "Applaud me! Applaud me! Applaud oh, sure. me!" Oh, sure, yes, yes, yeah, okay. And just makes this insane face. But anyway, so he's not very nice. We don't like him. Um, needless to say, he wins his round. He just does a, a sleeper hold and like, yeah, and then the guy just passes out and he wins. And there's a new record for fastest knocking out of an opponent. Really? Because surely the one where the guy just punched the kid in the face and he just went down like a sack of salt. That would be faster. Well, the kid did a lot of... um, The kid was trying to do a bit of like float like a butterfly and sting like a bee moves. So it was sort of Uh, bouncing around for a bit. Yeah. That took a bit of time. Um, Okay, okay. I think he landed a a punch or two on Zangief, but Zangief didn't care. So, yeah, he won. Got a new record. And then... Dun-dun-dun. Van Damme is up against Hussein, the quote-unquote Arabic guy. Yeah. Wink. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Van Damme just owned him. Just, poof, done. And then Van Damme broke Chun-Li's record. And Chun-Li was not pleased. Ah, uh, I see. Oh, yeah, he, embarrassing. Because he broke his record. And Hussein was also annoyed about losing that particular bout. Because he got back up again and tried to sneak up in Van Damme and like punch him in the back of the head. Not cool, but bro. But because of his blind fighting, he managed to stop him doing it. Yeah, exactly. He just heard it coming or smelt it coming or whatever and was like, pop! Ha! Hit him so hard his gold tooth flew out. And now is the janitor's time to shine. Because the janitor who we got to see in the, the Bake Off lineup, he sees the tooth lying there and he's just like, oh! And he creeps over, starts cleaning the blood, lifts the tooth 
checks it ang, 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 to see if it's real gold and then looks yeah. delighted. I know. And that's pretty much the last we see of the janitor. I'm not entirely sure what his role was in any of this, but it was pretty cool. Thievery. Um, sorry? Thievery, yeah, exactly. Thievery. I mean, what do you, you can't go to the police and say, so I was involved in an illegal underground boxing match and, or fighting match and uh, someone nicked my gold <laughs> tooth because it got punched out of my face. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a lost yeah. and found in the police department of hundreds of teeth because none of them have gone in to claim them because it's illegal fighting. So the janitor's oh, gone yeah. and handed it into the oh, lost and no. found. <laughs> it's just a room full of gold sure. teeth. Nice. Oh, yuck. I do yeah. not want to, have to be the curator of that room. Um, now, now that we've seen some of the, the key players, we don't mm. care about anybody else at this point. So we've just cut to a sort of a a montage with some of the other secondary characters like yeah. Gaika and uh, we've, got a, we've got a Sagat in there as well. Like the Thai boxer, um, you know, a couple of people like that. Ken and Ryu as well. Like, pff, who cares? Yeah. And uh, I think we, I think we get to see Van Damme again, and he does a really cool like roundhouse jump kick because Van Damme loves to jump in the air. He's pretty good at it. And of course, during the montage, we've got this amazing like nineteen eighties par ballad. The lyrics are insane as well. It's like uh, bodies ready, hearts on fire. <laughs> and then the the rising chorus is i fight to survive except they're not fighting to survive they're fighting to win idiots yes. but anyway so it's proper like 80s par ballad going on yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the, mu- the music's really fun in this film i really dig it mm. meanwhile while all of this is going on forrest whitaker and his useless uh <laughs> superior officer are just sitting around being dickish about Chinese food which just seems to be a, a fun thing for Westerners to do oh I can't work chopsticks but somehow that makes Chinese people assholes not me mm, you know that whole okay. thing yeah yeah ha, 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 I'm gonna come to your country and laugh at your cutlery fuck off <laughs> that's a really shabby holiday what sort of dumbass can't work chopsticks Christ's sake what know, kids right? can use them mm. So while they're not eating anything because they can't work chopsticks, which is apparently the Chinese's fault somehow, uh, the the Hong Kong police dude turns up and it's like, oh, hey, so you know the guy you came to Hong Kong to find? I find him. While <laughs> you're sat here not eating Chinese yeah, food. <laughs> criticising my culture's food. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they're like, he's in such and such hotel. And they just leap up the table and, and run off to the hotel. Um, which... All right. But I, I bet that we're kind of annoyed. Strangely <laughs> enough, it's the Kowatai Hotel. <laughs> and it's got a big banner that says, Welcome, Kowatai contestants. Brackets. Yeah. Shh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. tell anyone. It's a secret. <laughs> uh, where had we got to? Oh, yeah. All right. So, <clears throat> so Jean Claude is sitting in the foyer of the hotel with his mate Zangief. Mm. Those, t- those two have really bonded. I thought he didn't like him because of the chatting up the woman on a bus. He seems to be okay with that. I guess once he saw Hussein's behaviour in the bar, he was like, well, do you know what? Zangief's behaviour really wasn't that bad compared to this. Okay. Yeah. You know, it sort of it sort of raised the bar <laughs> for yeah. piggishness. Nice. 
Like Ooh. they're they're like besties. They're really bestie besties at this point. Beasties. They're the bestie boys. <laughs> nice. It's because Lynn has brought them together because they're American. Well, yeah. one's Belgian, but whatever. Yeah. And also their 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 mutual distaste for Chun Li. I have a suspicion well. that this guy is going to get killed by Chun Li. Oh, you're so close. Yeah, because it's almost he needs... as if you've seen exactly this movie four hundred times. Yeah, because he needs a reason to fight to win, apart from just honor. Yeah. Double, double yeah. honor. Yeah, like he Double Dragon, me. the game. Team Double Dragon. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, mm. Yeah. So. So Zangief and and Van Damme are politely sitting in a in a foyer, not annoying anybody. And uh, Forrest turns up. Forrest Whitaker and his sidekick turn up, and they're like, "Ha ha, we're here to take you back, boyo." And uh, he for, played the same role in Species. Oh, he was very different in Species because in Species no, no. he was very sensitive. Yeah, he was an empath. but the thing is, he was the one who had to track it down. I right enough. Hmm. Hmm. Well, he wasn't very empathetic to, to poor Van Damme's plight because they turn up and basically give him that speech. But what did they say? Uncle Sam can't afford for you to get hurt. Like, no, we we care about you and don't want you to get hurt. No, yes. it's just, it'll cost We've us money. we put a money. value on your life. Yeah. 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 That's much higher now that we invested in it. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. amazingly, Van Damme doesn't respond particularly well to that. And what he particularly doesn't respond well to is uh, Forrest and his cohort pulling out the most enormous tasers I have ever seen. They looked like those little portable vacuum cleaners. Okay, They were huge, huge tasers. I don't know if they were just bigger in the 80s or something, but I wouldn't want to end with one. No. So they're, they're like, don't make us use these enormous tasers, Van Damme. And he goes, you're not going to look so smart with 50,000 volts going through you. To which I'd have replied, well, that means nothing if you don't also tell me the current. Because if it's zero amps, then 50,000 volts is not going to do much to me. You know, is it? Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, I'm wearing rubber shoes. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Doesn't he wear loafers? Um, Was it loafers? He has. He's not in his loafer phase at this he might, point. He might be sitting on top of a like a bar stool that's made out of wood as well, so he'd be okay, wouldn't he? Oh no, he's lounging on a sofa. Ah, okay. Mm. So he's. Um, also, it's, but they don't have jurisdiction. No, absolutely not. Mm. So why do they think they can just march around Hong Kong unless they got in touch with like the British embassy? Excuse me, unless they got in touch with the British embassy or something. Yeah. I don't know. Extraordinary rendition. So Zangief, his his BFF, uh, helps him escape because Jean-Claude obviously doesn't know about current, so he was suitably scared by the 50,000 volts threat. And well, there are two of them, so I guess it's 100. 100,000 volts. That's a lot. That's a lot of volts. But Van Damme resisted. Nice. <laughs> Good ohm joke. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Ohm was quite fitting as well with all the meditating he does. Yeah. Ohm. Uh, so he, he he legs it, right? But he's totally taking the piss. Like, he's not even trying. He, he runs through the street and then he turns around and goes like, Cooey, I'm here. It's like watching Bugs Bunny trying to escape Elmer Fudd. Well, the other and thing is, he's staying at that hotel. 
Exactly. <laughs> All his shit is in his hotel room. Yeah. They don't even need to chase him. They can just go back to his room and wait for him there. Yeah. And move Smart the chairs. Ass. Move the chairs slightly further apart. <laughs> so he's like, oh. He really oh. starts straining until he just pops a hip out. Like, oh. Oh, God. Ow. <laughs> Just uh, the thought of that. And the noise. Oh, it's like a Ken doll. Do you know like, the Ken dolls that just went, <laughs> you could like bend their legs wow. up to their ears? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I didn't design them. Yeah. But you did um, apparently mutilate you... them. Yeah. What else am I going to do with them? True. They yeah. were not fun. Dolls are not fun toys. Unless you've got cool ones like the Million Dollar Man one that has the binocular in his eye. Oh, really? The, the eagle eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. You could look through it, and it had a little, um, not a telescope. I guess it's a monocular. Glass at best. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Nice. That's the only cool doll. The end. <laughs> nice. Oh, and Transformers—they were pretty cool. I don't know if they count. I as don't dolls. think they count as dolls. Action figures. What's the difference? Um, I think it's to explain to the father of your child that your son is not playing with a doll. So you could just call it action figure. Maybe, maybe dolls. So he doesn't have a meltdown. Maybe dolls are human shaped, and like Transformers weren't really human shaped. They did have arms and legs, but they were like cars and lorries and stuff. In disguise. In disguise. <laughs> Can you imagine someone sure. just someone just gives their kid like a car and said it's a transformer, and the kid just spends ages trying to take it apart. <laughs> <laughs> they still so not figured it out, little Timmy. Oh. Or the kid's genius, and they try to go from a really high current to a low one. Yeah, putting the transformer in the middle. Ooh, yeah. Well, essentially, you just wrap. <laughs> just... Do you just wrap a huh? whole load? You wrap a massive coil of wires on one side, and a few coils on the other side, and then that gives you your. That's the transformer, effectively. No. Sure. Yeah. So that's what it is. They've ju- they've effectively given their kid a spring. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. A slinky. Oh, I love those. Did you have a slinky when you were a kid? I had multiple yeah. ones because they always broke because someone always overextended them. But they were really good fun while they, they lasted. They rolled downstairs, a lunar and pairs. <laughs> yeah, oh, I hmm? like those. I like those. They were good. They I make like them out. I think they make them out of plastic now. They do, which means that they are a lot harder to untangle when you accidentally drop them. And also because probably get metal... sun damaged. Oh yeah, they would bleach. Mm. Yeah, I love my slinky until we moved to a bungalow. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> I know. It's, so it's just like one step, which is like to get into the bungalow, and you're like, huh? you were like, yeah, huh? oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, they were great. Ah, it was so nice while it lasted. I was just thinking, like, if you lived in like a high-rise block of flats, right? And you know they go round and in the circles. Would you could you could put little angled pieces? It's so like mm-hmm. when it hits down, it and then divert it to go onto the next step. Yes. And you just put it all the way easy. down. There's got to there's got to be a, like a world record of slinky springs. Couldn't we just do that in the stairwell at work? Oh yeah, I think so. As long as it didn't drop on someone's head below. Yeah, but there's there's nobody there at the minute because of. Uh, That's true. Yeah. So. Yeah. Now's the time to do it. Dig yes. out that slinky, David. <laughs> oh, it's broken. It's long gone. Yeah. So I have, I have to buy another one. Oh, I, for- I forgot. I forgot a point here. Um. Zangief calls Forrest Whitaker dickface. Oh, nice move. Yeah. Not the most sophisticated insult I've ever heard. Not really. It works. Oh yeah, right, so um what do you call him? Van Damme is is doing a sort of a Bugs Bunny 
Gigi yes. chase through Hong Kong with these two guys chasing clumsily after him. Yes. In a bright red, yellow, a bright yellow jacket, I might add. And the whole time there's a really funky 80s song, like very John Hughes, you know, don't you forget about me kind of. Uh, yeah, okay. Funky 80s number going That's on in the background. bizarre. He just, like, he gets away from them and, like, waves goodbye, like, bye, ha ha, and, and clears off. What is he doing? What was that? You're making him sound like a milkmaid. He's like, oh, don't catch <laughs> he me. Was. And, like, he dropping, like, hankies on the floor after him as well. Jesus. That's more or less, that's more or less what happened, yeah. Mm. And then all of a sudden, cut to, he's on the most awkward date I've ever seen. He's out with your woman, whose name was Jenny, it turns out. Oh. Um, Cammy will call her <laughs> to keep with the Street Fighter theme. Oh right, yeah. and and uh, they're sat in a restaurant drinking wine, staring at each other over the table, and the room is so silent you could hear a pin drop. Okay, which Van Damme would snatch off the floor in the blinking of an eye. So I'm I'm guessing I don't know what that silence was about. Was it supposed to be like, um? you know, seductive smouldering at each other across the table? Or was it just, so many, how many siblings do you have? Oh, two, right on. <laughs> or the bit about, so uh, you came under the name of such and such. What happened to Danaka's actual son? Oh, <laughs> awkward. Uh, yeah, way to bring uh, the mood down. <laughs> so did, did he then give you his sword? No? Oh. Mm, sort of. <laughs> sort of, nice. Ha! Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he did give me the sword, but he told me that, you know, I could keep it at his place and could come around and look at it whenever I liked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. Oh. It also sounds like no one else in that bar is having any fun. No, no, it's a completely empty, completely silent bar that doesn't even have music playing for Flipsy. Wow. That's a shabby date. Super. I know. Don't go to a bar where there's no noise if you're on a first date because every silence is going to be amplified tenfold <laughs> by uh, the any, fact that any, there's any, no noise. Any noises, any noises that either one of them makes are also going, going to be, be very... Yeah. Yes, Yeep. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't me. Ah, was <laughs> uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, you're sitting there like trying to politely eat one pea at a time and then... <laughs> Yeah, and there's only two of them in there as well, so you can't blame someone else. Did you hear that waiter? Yeah, you can't see him because he's behind you. But oof, yeah. shocking. No. Um, so they're they're out on this date, and I'm thinking to myself, well, that's it doesn't actually sound like a date. It sounds more like that she's been coerced into this because he stole a coin out of some guy's hands. Ah, but she's using the opportunity to try and like pump him for information about the comatite. Okay. Kumite. Mm. Well, now he knows more Kumite. because someone explained the rules to him. So now's a good time. Oh, yeah, he can just pass those straight along to her. And say, oh, well, I found mm. out today <laughs> that if you get knocked unconscious, you're out. Who knew? Yeah. Um, so, so she's, she's like, so very much on. like regular boxing. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, more or yeah. less. So I was watching this, this really awkward date thinking to myself, like, well, that's all well and good, him him going out on a date, but he's going to have to go back to his hotel room this evening and surely Forrest and his sidekick are just going to be standing there waiting for him. Uh-huh. Unless the date goes really well. Yeah. Spoiler alert, it does. 
So yeah. that's that problem solved. He can just go back to her house and or her her hotel room, I guess, and I guess borrow her toothbrush. I think about these things. Every time I watch a film or anything, I'll get completely hung up on some teeny little detail. Yes. Yeah, like, how's he going to brush his teeth? Does she have a toothbrush? Is it one of those hotels that gives you a toothbrush? And we'll just lose mm. chunks of the film because I'm sat there wondering, like, what are they going to do about that? Or when someone goes, oh, hey, I'll give you a call. And, oh, I can't wait. And then they all leave. And you're like, did anyone give anyone their number, though? True, like yes. How, how are you going to call them? It drives me nuts. It's yeah. just these little details. And and then people turn around to you and go, it's just a film, Kathy. And I'm like, yeah, but it would be a better film if they had thought uh, of these things. Yeah, I've been told off for um, not suspending my disbelief in films or that kind of thing. So, for example, if someone's accent continually changes throughout the film, <laughs> I will yeah. complain about it. And people are like, oh, just let it go. Just, just, just let the film flow and like don't worry about it it's like but but they sound completely different between scenes it's taken me out of the film because i don't understand why their accent keeps changing and if that had been they they talked about this on um infinite monkey cage and somebody said that they can sit they're scientists and he said i can sit through any sci-fi if they they explain the rules of this universe yes in the film and then they stick to those rules Mm. then I'm fine. That's fine. It's when they set out the rules of the universe and then change them as they go along. That's what drives me nuts. And that is why I couldn't just be silent when I watched uh, Prometheus and uh, what Covenant? Was that it? Alien Covenant, yeah. Yeah. I couldn't just let it slide because this guy was brought here to map the 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 Oh, that guy. Thing that you find. Yes, and, and he gets lost. he got lost. And yeah. this guy was brought here because he's a xenobiologist. And yet he discovers a new uh, biological life form and does not adhere to quarantine at all. And shocker, gets bitten in the face or whatever. Yeah. Of all the people there, he is the last one who should have been... Um, harmed by a new organism. So why establish him as the xenobiologist? Do you know what I mean? I guess the issue there is that you will get some scientists who will in their enthusiasm make mistakes. That would be a... But sure. But the thing is that goes for the xenobiologist. The person who's designing maps, I don't think they have an excuse at all. No. Because literally they've only been asked to do this job, whereas this other one is like, um, because making a map, sure, it's of a different place. But the thing is, if you suddenly found an entirely new species, it might go, oh, wow, that's really cool. But mm. yeah, I, don't, I know what you mean. But if you've discovered you a new species and it's really cool, you don't need to take your helmet off to look at it. Oh, yeah, totally. No. So that you can I've get savaged in the face. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm talking about. He just, everything. Like, day one of xenobiologist school <laughs> is don't interact with a new organism until you know it's safe, right? I don't so, care how excited he is. He has no excuse. I, I have no sympathy for him at all. And then he's re- contaminated everybody else. There's a really cool uh, science fiction story, which I think might have been, I think it might have been Arthur C. Clarke. And it was about um, uh, 
it is it, it, you can tell when it was written it must have been written in the 50s or the 60s because essentially there are three three um, different nations that have gone to the moon the russians the british and the americans so it massively dates it because we have no space program for um, one thing and one india thing. would have got there yeah <laughs> because they have a space program yeah so um there's there's this russian dude and he effectively hit the, one of the main reasons that he was on the um, spaceship was that on the Russian team, because he managed to essentially uh, bring um, wheat harvesting to Antarctica, even though it's like icy and all this kind of other stuff. So he's a fantastic biologist. But then he started sure. saying stuff about, yeah, I'm going to get stuff to grow on the moon. And everyone effectively just laughed him out. And then... Um, they're, they're kind of on the moon and this guy keeps disappearing and people are like, well, I wonder where he's off to because he's going off by himself. You're never supposed to go off by yourself because you need you know, oxygen stuff so you can always get extra mm. air. Um, and then effectively what happens in the end is um, the British team's wandering around and they see this guy's body and they're like, oh, what the hell happened? So they go over and next to his body they find this um, kind of seed and next to the seed, they found this the kind of this dead plant, and they're like, "Oh wow, what, what the hell? That's really yeah. weird." He must have yeah. like developed this GM thing, and then, um, but what what did he die of? And then while they're talking, one of the other plants goes ping and shoots one of the seeds, and it smashes against the side of this guy's helmet, but on the armored part, and it just bounces off. Oh. And they're like, "He must have been so keen." To see how yeah. well the plant was doing, he leant in and just got yeah. point blanked in the face. Yeah. And then effectively, the, the whole story is this guy effectively solved the terraforming of like the moon because yeah. you to to spread the seeds because there's no wind. Yeah. You have to somehow make your seeds travel, and one of the only ways to yeah. do it is by. Yeah. Because you, know, you wouldn't need much force because there's not a, a, a yeah. air friction enough to stop it it'll just whoop wow, yeah that's really clever oh, Arthur that's a good Clark, story man. he knows what he's doing yeah yeah, yeah yeah it sounds arthur c clarkian because it has a bit of a, a moral to it a lot of True. his stuff yeah. has a not necessarily a moral but a, a bit at the end where you're like ah let's <laughs> see if i can find the book you might actually quite like that because again it's quite a lot of his stuff is predictive maybe not about the british space program but uh <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> well, we saw how that how yeah. well that one went in Life Force, didn't we? Oh, true, 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 yeah. Mm. Anywho, <laughs> back on topic. Um, right, so they've had they've had the date. He's gone around hers. Uh, we don't know about toothbrushes. We hope that he gets, like, firstly a robe, a towel, and also a toothbrush and toothpaste. He does not have a robe, David. Because well, the next mm. scene... The next scene is Van Damme stark bollock naked pulling his tiny little pants on which squeaking is... <laughs> i've wa- i've watched this film several times and every time that scene just pops up i go ah! <laughs> because i am not expecting to see a naked jean-claude van damme all of a sudden nobody and every time that. i nobody expects the naked jean-claude van damme <laughs> yeah and his he's got quite an impressive physique which part van damme the whole shebang. You she don't bang. see. Yeah. You don't see his ninky. Oh. That's covered. Okay. Ah. But you you do see his bottom. Okay. 
Yeah. It's got good glutes. Glutes? I think it's it's glutes. like two boiled eggs and a hanky, that bottom. Okay. <laughs> it's, uh, oh, God. Yeah. So you can, you can deduce from that what happened between him and uh, Jenny. Yeah. Which is nice. I much prefer films that just where they're, they're on a date and then the next morning he's putting his teeny tiny pants on and she's lying in bed looking very relaxed. I know what happened. I don't need a blow by blow, pun intended. <laughs> nice. You don't Do you know need I mean? the panning, like... panning past the fireplace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you remember which, yeah. is that, which is that film where they pan past the fireplace, but then... Yeah, and then it pans past another one. It goes through four fireplaces, and you're like, but there are only four oh. walls. <laughs> oh, that wasn't Naked Gun. Oh, I, I don't can't, know I can't remember. Was. Yeah, it was then just it was so like stupid. attraction or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's quite funny. It's good. I love when they take the piss out of stuff like that. Yeah. So she's she wants into that comate. She wants in to see it. And mm-hmm. Frank's just mm-hmm. like, no. Nope, you're not allowed in. You press... Press isn't allowed in. Uh, it's not. You're not allowed in. I'm not helping you. Piss wow. Off. Also, do you want to go for dinner tonight? <laughs> wow, and what an like, asshole! Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, he he made himself very clear at the beginning. I'm not telling you anything. I'm not letting you into the comate. I give you information about it, as per our deal, for dinner. But, yeah. you know. Okay. All bets are off now. So so she is strangely okay with this. She's like, oh, that's okay. Tee hee hee. He puts the rest of his clothes on. I have no idea if he brushed his teeth or not. I hope he did. And he leaves. And as soon as he leaves, she does a sort of East Ender's face where she's like, oh, I'm up to something sneaky. Ha ha. And leaps uh-huh. out of the bed. And you're like, oh, she's doing something. Was she already while you're fully dressed? No, she had like a nightie on, but she presumably got dressed and then ran out of the whatever hotel she was in. I'm mm-hmm. assuming she's in a different hotel, although she is constantly yeah. sitting in the bar of the hotel Jean Claude's staying in. Yeah, but she would be because that's where all the participants are. Either that or she's an alcoholic and she's just trying to kill two birds with one stone. I'm just going to sit here, get drunk, and try and find someone who let me into the comate. And long story short, she did. To both. Oh, nice. <laughs> ah, yeah. good. She dolls herself up as a bimbo and sneaks in with some bus- on the arm of a businessman who uh, is there to gamble. Okay. Which works out quite nicely. So, more fighting. Mm. We've got some more fighting now. And Van Damme does lots of his uh, amazing high jumps. All of his fight scenes are him jumping in the air super high. <laughs> yes. And kicking people. And he like jumps over people and jumps into people and all sorts of stuff. You'd have thought exciting. after a while people would be somewhat prepared for him being in the air and then just kicking him while he's in the air. Punch. Yeah. <laughs> Punch straight up and get him right in the nards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we've got Saget. Saget is doing the Thai, thai kickboxing. And he's got little shorts uh-huh. with, with Thai writing on them. But much like Sagat from Street Fighter, he doesn't look Thai. So he's uh-huh. very fitting for the title Sagat. And he's doing the, you know that wee thing that Thai kickboxers do with their fists where they look really like... Oh, yeah, okay. They don't, yeah. 
they don't put their fists like back of the hand first they show you their thumbs at the front and then just sort of wave them like this and it just looks distracting like going, yeah i like to sing it in the sun and the moon and spring uh, it just looks yeah, adorable okay. until they kick you in the face and then it's a lot less adorable he's yeah. doing lots of that and it's quite it's yeah it makes you underestimate it, him i think isn't it it's one of the um not naked gun um what is it the one hot shots where they do the hot bit shots, they have the, the fighting second thing. one where and he's he kicks... his fists yeah, so it's that one. But there's the bit where he kicks the guy in the face and then he kicks the guy in the face with his other foot. But then another foot comes through and kicks the guy in the face. And the guy's like, oh. <laughs> Where'd that come from? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, it's funny. I mm. love those movies. Yeah, me too. Where were we? Uh, so Sagat's fighting some dude and he's doing the little, I like to sing, yeah. thing with his hands. Oh, yeah, with the uh, little hands. Down. Yeah. Van Damme's fighting people and he's also for some reason he's doing that thing I do when I've been wearing high heels for too long which is to sort of uh, take the weight off each foot so he's sort of uh, standing sure. with one foot in the air and then swaps over to the other foot so that it's off the ground and it just well, looks that, that happened in um, Karate Kid where he walked do you remember he does the crane from thing one foot. oh yeah. no no he's not doing that he's doing it really awkwardly I'm at least a bit subtle when I'm trying to take the weight off my feet but he's just going eek <laughs> lifting his feet off the ground maybe they hurt from kicking people in the face so much I would imagine they do like I'm prepared yeah. to cut him some slack there mm. um, every time Chun-Li is fighting they have scary music and it sounds yes. like the sort of music they used to play in the turtles when Shredder appeared so it's like dun, 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 you know again mm. in the background and it is warranted because he's fighting uh, Vega. Do you remember the like South American dude? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he, he he breaks his leg. He just stomps on the guy's leg, and you can see the bones sticking out. It's gross. Oh, okay. It's real. Oh, it's really horrible. And the the lady reporter is like, oh, scandalized. She takes some notes. She's so. Oh, I didn't know this was going to be so violent. A <laughs> full contact underground fighting. Ring? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, but Van Damme continues to very politely, you know, kick ass and then bow at everybody and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> while Chun Li's being a total jerk, jerk and like going, yeah, give me applause. Woo! And all this. Yeah. <sighs> very clear who the hero of the piece is from this. Yes. Yeah. Ken Ryu the is reporter. still there. Still... Oh. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'd call her a hero. She's she's a bit um well, you'll see. Um so now Van Damme is fighting this that's <laughs> really great. He fights this really intense dude, and before the referee goes, huh, you can start, the intense dude is just like tensing all his muscles, going Arr! and then flexing individual muscles okay. at Van Damme, like Arr! like the volleyball scene in Top Gun. Or like uh, Terry Crews doing the um they, oh, what are they called? I can't remember what they're called. What are the muscles? Deltas. Pecs? Delts. The pecs. pecs. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he's just flexing individual muscles at people. Oh, yeah. Do, do you remember Terry Crews does that? That's yeah, that one of the things he's known for. That. Oh, it's but this guy was not that, adorable. Though. No, hmm. he was trying to be really intimidating. And he was going, okay. and then he like wide-eyed points at Van Damme. And then runs his finger across his throat. You dead. Okay, yeah. 
Uh, and then Va- and then they went fight, and Van Damme one shot him. <laughs> yeah, it's just out. <laughs> oh, it's like nice. Indiana Jones. You know where the guy's like with the sword. Yeah, and Van- bang. And, um, yeah, he just shoots him. <laughs> Great. Yeah. So I that do. was that. Um, I bet the lady reporter was very impressed with that. And then Blanca nice. turns up, and he's Blanca's like hopping around the stadium bouncing about and he's up against basically e honda he's up against an enormous japanese sumo dude okay and it's uh it's a tricky one because in theory that match could go on for ages because e honda can't catch blanca because he's just hopping all around the runway yes but Blanca doesn't really have the strength to land a blow on E Honda that he's even going to feel. So you're really, you're really just waiting for E Honda to catch him, which he has to do eventually because um, Blanca's just going to run out of steam. Yeah. And he miscalculates and E Honda gets him and like hugs him. Hugs him unconscious, basically. Which is a really nice... If you have to be knocked unconscious, that's the way I'd want to go. <laughs> Love you! Like a burr constrictor. <laughs> yeah, okay. Ooh. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's less fun. Um, meanwhile, Chun-Li is still kicking ass. He beats up... Do you remember the guy I described as wallpaper? The one who was yes. just kicking boards? Yeah, he's out. He gets pasted. Uh, Van... Yeah! <laughs> He does. Um, Van Damme is not. We're up. We're up to like the thirteenth match at this point. By the way, mm-hmm. Van Damme is now up against E Honda. Ooh. Yeah. And Van Damme's struggling with this one, and he takes his coat off to him. That's how you know this one's presenting a problem because he's had quite a spiffy like shirt. Okay. Like, top on throughout, yes. and now he's having to yes. take it off, and. You really know that he's in trouble because he does the splits. We're up to fourth splits at this point. Yeah. Shocking. So he does the splits. I can't re- yeah. Can't remember why. And then he does that weird face he does before he does Dimac, where he's like <gasps> And then he Dimac's E Honda's tummy. And E Honda's a bit Oh that was Did E Honda eat a brick then... for lunch? <laughs> he probably felt like he did, yeah. <laughs> And then he uh, comes, he's barreling at Van Damme and Van Damme does splits number five uh-huh. and dimacks him in the balls. Ooh. Not cool, bro. Yeah. That should, that's, that's you know, a bridge too far. That's uh, yeah. a low blow. Definitely low. Uh, but it works. Yeah. Yeah. And E Honda just bam, into the ground. No. But like, I'm guessing, point, does he? But he's not unconscious, right? He's not unconscious. Uh, he's, he's not just, dead. He's, he's not dead. He's, so the only other way for him to go out is he has to resign or die. Mm. I'm guessing he resigned. Okay. But in a very high pitched voice, and I couldn't hear it because I'm over the age of twenty-five. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That'll be it. Now, at this point, I noticed that they play the same music during all the fight scenes. And for some reason in the music, there's a little uh, sample of what sounds exactly like a cat going, meow. 
Are you sure Pippa wasn't just behind you when you were watching this film? <laughs> no, because Pippa does not have as polite a meow as that. Oh, okay, fair enough. If it had gone, roar, I would have assumed it was Pippa. Nice. But in this case, every so often, at regular intervals, you'll hear, meow, which is really weird. It sounds it sounds like a cat. I don't know why they've got this cat noise. And it somewhat takes away from this, this, the somberness of the, the scene sometimes. Yeah. Where you're like, oh no, they got hurt. Meow. <laughs> what? Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Maybe that's what it's for. He's like, don't worry, here's a cat. Oh. That guy's I leg's broken yeah. his leg in three places. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Meow. <laughs> yeah. Weird. And then finally, we're on to the fourth, fourth, fourteenth fight. And now, <gasps> it's Chun-Li versus Zangief. Yes. Fight. And it does not go well. Now, Zangief. Van... Van Damme warned Zangief beforehand. He was like, okay, you're up against Chun-Li. He's sensitive in the gut area, so go for the go for his gut and stay away from his right leg. Right, because that's where all his strength is, okay? And he's like, come on, pay attention. I'm, I'm trying to help you out here. And Zangief is just going like, yeah, 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 shut up, give me a break, man. And he goes, you sound like my mother. Which suggests that he has a very strange relationship with his mother. I suppose so, I mean, yeah. Unless his mother is the same from his Cobra trainer. Kai. <laughs> yeah. Possibly, yeah. yeah. Sweep the leg. <laughs> Very nice. weird. So they get into the fight and Zangief, like Donkey Kong, punches boof, Chun-Li and Chun-Li falls to the ground. And mm. Zangief at this point is like, yeah, I won. So oh, he just starts no. grandstanding around the whole arena like, woo, I won, I won, woo, did you see me? And uh, Did you see me, Ma? Did Chun-Li, you see me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweep the leg. Yeah. So Chun Li's in the background now, like licking his own blood. He made me bleed my own blood. So he's raging at this point, and comes running over and really just beats the melt out of poor Zangief. Like, and he's beating him. He's down. He's he's on the ropes, and Van Damme like runs over and he's like stop because it's in slow mo. But Chun Li makes a mental face and then just. Bam! Knocks out Zangief. He's down. He's very badly hurt. Completely unconscious. He's not coming back anytime yeah. soon. And instead of going, whoop, he, uh, <laughs> he steals Zangief's little headscarf, little Harley Davidson headscarf. Oh, like a trophy thing. Yeah. And now Van Damme is like, he's made it personal. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, wow. Yeah, good script writing. We didn't say he's made it personal. It's no, I know, inferred. but I mean, just the, the, the script is it doesn't have to just be the words, or does it? Mm. Right? No, because there's know, stage actually. direction yeah. in a script. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Angry face. Yeah. But yeah, grr. <laughs> grr. Yeah. Chun Li, Chun, the faces Chun Li makes throughout this thing. They're so weird, and a lot of them reminded me of, like, the... There's a manga artist called Junji Ito, who's Mm -hmm. a genius, but a lot of his characters... uh, He he writes horror, mainly. And some of the characters, just the way he draws their facial expression and the way they smile, it's utterly terrifying. And that's Ah, the kind of faces that this guy's making. Obviously, a Mm. podcast is is not a visual medium, so I can't really 
put across the kind of creepy grin. So I recommend you all go and read Jinji Ito just because he's a genius. Read um, Uzumaki. Fantastic manga. But for you, David, I will do the face, yes. which is... Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I can't see a difference to that. <laughs> no, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, that's pretty creepy. I think I think yeah. I've seen either memes of this guy's face because I recognise the actor, and I was like, yeah, I recognise him. Yeah. My mm. God, he looks terrifying. He just he just looks insane. Um, yeah. So poor Zangief's in hospital. Yes. And the, the doctor, the doctor's just sort of arbitrarily placing the um, stethoscope. Ooh, ooh! I've got something for this. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. You've got a friend who's covered in bruise. Oh. <laughs> it was so yeah, close. You've got a yeah. friend whose brain is bruised. <laughs> yeah. Because oh, he's yeah. like out for the count, basically. So and the did they trepan gonna... him? Eh? Did they trepan him to release the pressure? Oh, potentially, trepan. because there's a yeah. there's a uh, a bandage around his head with a blood stain there. So maybe they yeah, did. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, could be. Mm. Although... You really don't get the impression that Zangief even has a brain <laughs> from the oh. book, so... Yeah. He just sounds someone saying, hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello. This <laughs> is echoing around in there. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dink, 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 dink. There's blue bottle in there. But you also get mm. the impression he doesn't have a heart either because the doctor's just sort of placing the stethoscope in various places on his chest for... It's oh, no. Like... You can tell it was like, oh, so have you have you acted a lot? No, not really. It's my first time. All right, well, you know, just put this white coat on and then just arbitrarily place the stethoscope on various places on his chest. Uh, yeah. You know, to what end? Doesn't matter. Am I listening for like blood in the lungs? No, because usually you do that on the back. So don't worry about it. So just... <laughs> the, the guy's holding like the, the bell to his ear and the ear pieces to the guy's <laughs> chest. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. He's just put both the earpieces on each nip. <laughs> he's listening yeah, to Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Can't hear anything. Oh, I think he's dead. <laughs> yeah. Turn the turn the oh. machines off, he's gone. We've lost him. Tries to take his pulse from his knee or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've got nothing here, man. Um so Van Damme, needless to say, is very upset. Mr Mr. Lynn says that Sangeev's gonna be in hospital for at least a week. Presumably, that's um, not bad. And and Van Damme's, you know, given at the whole. Don't worry, I will avenge you, my brother. And Jenny, needless to say, is horrified about all of this. And they go out into the corridor, and they have a classic man versus woman argument, where she's going, "Oh, you men just have to go around." punching each other to show how manly you are and his response is no it's a matter of honor you wouldn't understand because you've got breasts duh and uh mm, you know, this, yeah. this whole yeah no uterus Socrates, no he is not yeah no not really yeah and he has oh, it's the stupidest argument he gives her where he goes why did you become a journalist and she goes what oh well my my dad was a journalist and i was, I was a pretty good writer so it just seemed like a good fit and he goes and you want to be the best journalist you can be right to which I'd have been like, not really. I mean, it's, it's a job. And pfft, I don't think I'm yeah. going to win a Pulitzer chasing people around Hong Kong asking about a quote-unquote secret fight. But she goes, yes, of course I want to be the best journalist there ever was. Will mm. you be the best at the game? Uh, and he goes, well, it's the same for me in the Kumite. Good day! And storms off. 
Well, then he but... turns back and says, I left my toothbrush. Do you mind if I pick that up? <laughs> <laughs> well, she's going, this is so stupid. Why would you continue to fight in this stupid match? You're going to end up like Zangief or worse. And he goes, you wouldn't understand. And she says, well, you can't expect me to stand around and watch it. Sure. Bitch, you weren't invited. All anyone has done throughout this entire endeavour is to try and keep you, missus, from attending the comate. So for you to turn around and say to me that you'll be down ah. if you're going to go and watch the thing, you're not even bloody well invited. I think that's some slightly unfair, because essentially the only reason she is not invited is because of her gender. Not because no, they no. think, oh, what? No, she. there are non-speaking women there who are arm candy for the businessmen who've gone there to gamble. There are I'm not women sure there. if that's better. All right. The reason she's not allowed in, though, is because she's press and there's no press allowed. Because it's secret and she would report on it. Mm. Yeah, so this 500-year-old tradition explicitly says no journalist from like 500 yes. years ago. Okay, it's in enough. China. They've had printed press. They've had movable type for quite some time. I'm pretty sure they invented it. So <laughs> so how do they report on who has won the Komatai? Uh, the same way they advertise attending the Komatai in secret. Wink, wink. That is, tell everyone. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. Karen, okay. Yeah. I'm as perplexed about it all as you, but I just, I just love that she's like, I, I refuse to come and watch you fight. It's like, you weren't invited. <laughs> True. No one yeah, wanted to be there in the it, first that place. That is a reasonable point, yeah. Apart from the businessman who's gambling. Maybe I'm being too literal. Maybe she just means, I can't support you fighting in this. We can't be friends if you're going to deliberately risk yourself and your, your well-being like this. I think Maybe that's the point she was literally. trying to make. Yeah. Oh, no, no, she but, didn't mean it literally. I think she meant it as a, how can you be so stupid to put yourself in danger? And and you can't expect me to support your decision to do that. Yeah. Or, like, but, and they feed, feed you through a tube for the next three months. But she doesn't care about the guy who had his legs snapped off. She's not running yeah, around the hospital. Yeah, but she didn't sleep with him, though, did she? Well, that's well, just she it. Might have. Very, she's not. Well, potentially. But she's not impartial anymore. And journalists are supposed yes. to be objective, aren't they? Yeah. So. Yeah. Bad job. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. So he's gone off well, and a half. Yeah, he has stormed off. And uh, now we have lovely night shots of Hong Kong. With all the fluorescent got... tubes. Ooh. And lit up buildings. And. Yeah. Excitement. So it's back to the lovely cinematography. I think Van Damme spends the entire night riding the train or something and looking uh, sad and confused while an, an 80s ballads in the background going like, I'm feeling sad. My lady yelled <laughs> me in a hospital and I'm gonna look out the window while it rains outside. You know, this sort of 80s ballad. Yeah. So the reason why he's doing this is he can't go back to his room because Forrest Whitaker is there <laughs> waiting for him and he can't go to her room yeah, so she's just... telling him to fuck off. <laughs> That's why he's sad and confused because he's just sat yeah. on the bus going, I can't go back to my... Oh, maybe I could go... Oh, no, I can't go there, can I? Oh, I've got nowhere no, to go. Yeah. 
It's like a goldfish. And Aww. then it just it yeah. circles through his I can go back to my hotel. Yeah. Oh, I can't. Yeah. And he is, uh. is having flashbacks. Like he keeps having flashes of Zangief getting I'm, knocked out. I'm pretty sure he's had brain injuries, which is why he's having all these flashbacks. Yeah, because they really do disturb him where he's like, Boop! Like that. Yeah. <laughs> he looks, so I he think really during his training, he, his uh, sensei or whatever the guy's name was must have bashed his head around a bit. He did come at him with two like bamboo poles and like, wah, 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 wah. must have just wrecked his brain. So he, he gets off the bus at one point and sits on a cliff and looks sad, overlooking beautiful Hong Kong. Are there cliffs in Hong Kong? Um, anyway, so then... Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Mm. So then Van Damme thinks to himself, there's only one thing that's going to make me feel better about life right now. Guess what it is? Um, ice cream. Nope. Uh, Van Damme. Doing the splits. Doing the splits. So we're on to the splits uh, number six. This is, is the sixth it a time banana split? Because that comes <laughs> with ice cream. And it goes with the hair clip of his girlfriend. Yes. No, he's on a balcony, a very ornate stone balcony with a big plinth on it. I don't know where he is, how he can got you, there. Can you imagine? Like, he's doing the splits and then some like Chinese lady comes out and goes, Get the fuck off my balcony. <laughs> Like, oh, sorry. <laughs> you doing here? Yeah. This is the 18th just, floor. How do you do it? between two balconies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. He's on this plinth, totally doing the splits, feet up, and he's doing his weird uh, sitting down Tai Chi again, yes. overlooking beautiful Hong Kong at sunrise. Mm, nice. Lovely cinematography. Yeah. At one point, though, one of his um, one of his Tai Chi moves it looks very much like he's just committing seppuku because he twists his, his hands on top of each other and then stabs them into his tummy. Okay. And you're like, are you are you committing ritual suicide? <laughs> it's not that bad. Yeah. You just had a fight with your girlfriend. You don't need to kill yourself over it. On this True. poor woman's balcony. Yeah. <laughs> what a mess. Also, whoever's underneath that balcony is going to get like covered in guts. Uh, yeah, oh, I think it's raining. Ah! Oh, God, that's horrible. It also uh, depends what he had for dinner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the shrimp. Oh. oh. Yeah. Well, yeah. if he's anything like Forrest and his sidekick, he'll have had nothing for dinner because chopsticks are stupid. <laughs> oh. Have them tell it. Yeah. Yeah. So he seems to have gotten over it. He's fine now. And he's heading back to the Comite for the last day of fighting. Um, but he comes across a, a giggling Chinese man in a doorway and understandably considers that ominous. Um, and then is it the, the janitor? The alley... Is it what? The janitor. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. oh no, he's he's living the high life now with his gold tooth. He sees at the end of the corridor, he can see Forrest Whitaker and his sidekick. And we're back to those like... Uh, Blade Runner esque synth noises. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, At the end of the alley. And this time they've brought Hong Kong police and they're hiding Ah. in various doorways. As so as Van Damme's going down the alley, he just Like like a Christmas calendar. Yeah. (laughs) Like boop, boop, boop. (laughs) Yeah. And he's Belgian, so you know. 
Oh, the chocolate. Oh. Yeah. Um. So he he gets to the end of the corridor and you know approaches forest. So he's it. just he's breaking a whole lot of rules by beating up Hong Kong police. Apparently, there are no rules if you're in the dark alleyways of Kowloon. He's gonna get himself shot. That's why you're having the comate there. He's what? He's gonna get himself shot. He almost did. The Uh, the Hong Kong police chief pulled his gun out on him to shoot him. Yeah, yeah. But the Americans were like, no, 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 no. We've invested a lot of money. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, So don't shoot him. You're not allowed. Um. So he comes out and and he's like, for Christ's sake, look, I'm on my last day. Could you not just piss off and let me fight the comate today? And I'll be at the airport tomorrow. And we can all fly back to America. The end. Um, and initially, Forrest's like, yeah, and pulls the taser out and fires it. And Van Damme deflects the taser with a bin lid. And it hits the two Hong Kong police that are standing. Sort of oh, just angle. blameless. Completely blameless. Poor ba- they just came around the corner to be like, is he here? I heard them donuts. Yeah. 50,000 volts, but no idea of the current, so we don't know how bad it is. Yeah, uh, true. Anyway, yeah. so so they, they've got no weapon now because Van Damme like, takes the taser off Whitaker's sidekick and he's all, leave me alone. I've got a taser and I roughly know how to use it. Back off. And they stop the police chief from, from shooting him understandably because he's worth mm. a lot of money uh, and then frank just walks off <laughs> and and forrest's like well what are we gonna do now how are we gonna stop him to which i'm like he's right there you could just grab him yeah there's two of you one of you's gonna have to take the hit and get tased so maybe the smaller guy and then forrest you just grab him bish bash bosh <laughs> Yeah, but the thing Just is, he's a martial artist who's potentially, he's beaten a shed load of other expert martial artists up against two military police who probably don't fight. All right, fair enough. But the military police chief, the military, the Hong Kong police chief had a gun and yeah. didn't necessarily have to explain to Van Damme that he wasn't going to shoot him because he's worth so much money. He could have just threatened him with it. Yeah, that's true, yeah. But as we've learned, David, nope, never point your gun at a man unless you intend to kill him. <laughs> so maybe, Yeah, true, yeah. Maybe he'd watched Phantasm and had learnt this valuable lesson. <laughs> or, if you're going to take a shot at the devil, make sure you don't miss. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Or you'll get tased in the balls by Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true, yeah, yeah. Ooh. Nasty. That's how the saying goes, right? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I think that's his family motto. So, Jenny appeared. I don't know where from. The block. Uh, oh, she did, yeah, because she's still Jenny from the block. <laughs> yeah. She bumped into Forrest Whitaker in a sidekick and she was like, hey, let's all watch it together. Ha ha. So they go and watch it. And, uh, okay. you know, they're like, do you know what? Sack it. There's nothing we can do. We might as well just see how this unfolds and probably Boris Whitaker's like you don't happen to have a hamburger on your person do you <laughs> I'm starving <laughs> I've been able to eat in three days yeah because I can't wear chopsticks because yeah. I'm an idiot <laughs> you do know you can ask even for the, a spoon oh. even the Hong Kong police chief said why didn't you ask for a fork 
And they're like, Oh, really? Did he? Oh, nice. Yeah. Is it you guys have forks here? Yeah. You guys are so advanced. It's like, (laughs) (laughs) What are you talking about? Dumbass. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty says, like, Americans. We're we're down to the almost penultimate fight, and Mm. it's Sagat versus Van Damme. And it doesn't go well. Because he, he lands a quirk kick to the head on Van Damme and Van Damme's down. But he, you know, he gets over it and he comes up and then he does this really weird thing where he's like, he's standing with his arms out. He's like Maximus Decimus Meridius. Like, are you yes. not entertained? And he's like, go on, kick me. Sort of thing. Like he's patting his side. Like, go on, kick me. Yes. And he kicks him. And then he's like, hey, hey. Like winky face at him. Like, hey. <laughs> uh-huh. this. Didn't feel it. Uh, it's just a bit of a dick. The kidneys thing. popped out the other side. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I just shat my liver, but other than that, yeah, I'm fine. Uh... <laughs> so, nothing. He's like, uh, 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 kick. Uh. And then he just he just kicks um, Sagat in the head and he's done. But for the first time in the entire comate, he has a bruise. Okay. Which, yeah. Like, hardcore. And Jenny is super into it. I guess she liked his uh, grandstanding because he sits back down and like winks at her. I thought it's more that she was into him getting a beating. Oh, absolutely. Oh, she was, she was giving him proper like, hee hee eyes when he winked at her. Each to their own. God, this film is garbage. Shut up. It's absolutely not. It's brilliant. Although she has very much changed her tune, I must say. Can't expect me to come and watch you get your ass kicked. Although I will come and watch with a big grin on my face while you kick everyone else's ass. Yeah. How fickle. Mm. So now it's Chun Li. Oh no, it's serious business. Chun Li is up against you know some random set dressing character who we really don't care about, and mm. uh, he so he's beating him up basically, and. He does this thing where he he lies perpendicularly on the guy's chest and then elbows him in the throat and solar plexus at the same time. Okay. Bam! Like that. Needless to say, that hurt him. <laughs> yeah. And he's he's out. Like, he's out for the count. He's lying there. He's yeah. bleeding. He's all like, lying there. Yeah. But Chun-Li doesn't stop. Chun-Li punches him. Oh, wait. Him. He draws a dick on his face. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, permanent no. marker. What he does is he like he he um I don't even know how to describe that, but like Pam punches him in the nose, oh, in the face, yeah. dead. He yeah. killed him, and he That's didn't cool. need to because he'd already knocked him out. He was already dying. Yes, he killed him. Not only does he not even care, but he turns around to the audience like, "Woo, come on, give me a round of applause! I just killed a sentient being." But, yeah. but the the audience is all like, "Woo, Chun Li, legend!" Which you would, because I don't want to be killed by him. <laughs> yeah. The judge, the judges stand up. The three judges, they stand they up. Turn their backs. And they turn their backs to him. Yeah. And the audience sees this, and they're like, "Woo!" <clears throat> and then they all turn and look at the judges and sort of bow at the judges. Okay. And Chun Li. Yeah. Chun Li's a bit put out, like, oh, why am I not popular anymore? Takes it a bit thick, 
and goes over to Jean-Claude and goes, You're next! Which, as it turns out, he is, because right. he's fighting yeah. the next round. Oh, fair and enough. guess who he's fighting? Chun-Li. Yes, <gasps> I've assumed. So, yeah. it's the final fight. Chun-Li versus Van Damme. And Chun-Li is such a prick that his little like trainer, Sensei dude, slips a tree bore mint into the waistband of his shorts. Right? No. Well, it looked like a, tre- a tree bore mint. Trevor mint. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Okay. You know, the like, really chalky yeah. disc. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. Of... Yeah. So yeah. slip one of those yeah. into, the, into the waistband of his shorts and you're like, oh. I was just trying to think how that's relevant. Oh, because but he you'll has tell me in teeth. a second. Oh, oh nice. <laughs> nice. Because Van Damme hasn't been able to brush his teeth since Forrest tracked him down yeah. to his hotel room. No, it's not oh. the reason. So, they're down to the last fight and they're like facing off. And before the umpire goes, fight, uh, what's his face? Chun Li goes, You broke my record. Now I break you like I broke your friend. <gasps> and okay. when Chun Li took his trousers off to reveal his little shorts, he had Zangief's neck scarf tied around the top of his calf. Okay. Why is he taking a small cow with him? <laughs> also, thank you for the for sound luck. effects. I was going to say moo myself, but you didn't. Moo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. They so took a deer as well. Oh dear, yeah, he had a deer and a cow. Yeah, he basically uh, had the entire Chinese zodiac with him. A menagerie, Des- yeah. Nice. Despite apparently being Korean. He's Korean, wink, yeah. Um, now, of course, Van Damme's politely bowing at everybody. He's having none of it, Chun-Li. He's just flexing his pecs at people. I don't know why. I don't know how he felt that was relevant. And they go, fight! And then Van Damme just does a flying kick and kicks him right in the head. And it's all gone a bit slow-mo, so every time they do a kick and stuff, it's just Van Damme doing a mental face, going... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah, I can picture it. So Van Damme obviously has has the lead on Chun-Li, and Chun-Li knows, "Uh uh-oh, I'm not going to win this one. So do you know what he does? He takes out the Trevor Mint, and he crumbles it in his hands, and he throws it in Van Damme's eyes. And throws it in his face. Is it like lime powder? Uh, potentially. Because it makes your eyes water and stuff like that. You can't well, see. Well, Van Damme, Van Damme was blinded. It's a shame he didn't have any like blind fighting training. I know. If only we'd had to sit through a montage of him fighting blindfolded and serving tea. Well, no, that's what he does now. He just start making tea for everybody because he's... <laughs> um, yeah. So... He throws it in his face. Uh, Chun-Li's assistant goes, Yay! He's so excited because he's like, He used my mint! <laughs> I helped! <laughs> it's quite sweet. Yeah, he's like, That's not but, how it's supposed to be used, but it works. Um, Sure. I mean, I, I just meant that your breath is bad, but you know, you can throw yeah. it in that guy's eyes if you like. Yeah. So yeah. Now, now Van Damme's proper upset because while you and I remember that he has done lots of training with blindfolds, Van Damme seems to have forgotten and is also really impressed that he has hands because he just sits in slow motion, wide-eyed, staring at his own hands, going, ah! 
or but surely he can't see his hands maybe that's why he's screaming because he can't I'd assume so yeah his hands yeah it's it's very he like rubs his eyes with his palms and then he pulls his hands away and looks in his their direction his eyeballs are in both oh. Oh yeah, like Beetlejuice. <laughs> it just popped out. Oh man, that's gonna sting. He's, he's supposed to look scared, but the faces he makes are so funny. It's ridiculous. Mm. He's just like, <laughs> he looks mental. Nice. Um, and Chun Li agrees because he's just running around the place like, um, and what's his face? He's like, uh, Van Damme's trying to punch, but he's no idea what to punch at. Uh-huh. Balu's just uh-huh. like running up and kicking them in the head and Van Damme's Oof. very upset and Jenny's very sad she's not pleased about this at all and then I think Bolu's sort of feeling so confident that he just looks insane he's just got this insane look in his face and I imagine it was the face t- made when he came across that shit in the urinal because <laughs> he's just like <laughs> oh man that was so funny <laughs> he just looks so surprised and like ah <laughs> It was re- it's, uh, he looks really yeah. intense and just like screaming. It's it's really weird. So um, Van Damme's uh, sitting there yeah. screaming with wide eyes and 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 then Van Damme has a flashback again to all of his blindfold training, and that's when he's like, "Oh, I know what I need to do. I need to like center my chi or whatever the fuck." Is this where the other guy like, ties him up and like makes him in <laughs> Fifty Shades? <laughs> no that's later <laughs> oh, okay he um so now he looks all centered and chill and like mm-hmm, yes i am at one with the universe and balu tries to punch him in the face because like balu's super confident now he's got that mental look on his face but he like yeah. grabs balu's hand just as it comes through his face and then like punches i keep saying balu chun lee in the gut you know my mate the balu, weak point actor. Yeah, yes. gets him right in the gut. Um, and Bolo, Bolo, Chun Li has now decided that he's just going to keep pushing the umpire towards Van Damme so that he'll punch the umpire and not him. Ah, God, the umpire that? must be going. Ah, ah, ah. Yeah, exactly. He is a bit, but yeah. he Van Damme's blindfold training is so good that he can tell it's the umpire and not Chun Li. And now he starts like trying. It's to because he doesn't smell minty. Oh yeah. <laughs> You don't smell like Trevor Mints. You're safe. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, he's 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 basically he's got um, Chun Li on the ropes now, and he he just starts windmilling his leg uh-huh. again and again and again, trying to kick uh, Chun Li in the face, and Chun Li just keeps like ducking out of the windmill's way. But mm. he does Van Dam does the splits again. It's the seventh time he's done the splits so far in the air. He jump splits and kicks uh-huh. him in the face. And I'm not entirely sure if he does that four times or if we just have to watch it over and over again in slow motion. Oh, from different angles or something. No, the same angle over and over. <laughs> so he he either did the splits midair and kicked him in the face four times, which would be a total of ten splits. Or he he did the splits and kicked him in the face once, which is a total of seven splits, but we just had to watch it four times. 
Maybe Van Damme was having an out-of-body flashback. Potentially, yeah. He's watching... He's like astrally projecting, watching himself do it. Yes, because he's blind. So he's blind fighting technique as he has to superimpose himself into a room or something. Yeah. Or he like visualized what he wanted to achieve three times and then the fourth time actually did it. Yes. Like a dry run. It's entirely possible. Um, Yeah. While screaming, of course, because he was like, why why was he screaming of course he wasn't he was screaming (laughs) i want cores (laughs) oh nice yeah true (laughs) that's prescient so so what do you call him um follows on the chun lu's on the rope on the chun lee's on the ropes (laughs) what are you laughing at Sweet Sweet Chariot. Sorry. So Chun Li is on the ropes. Yes, He's watching that Sweet Chariot come for him. But Van Damme has class, so he doesn't like knock him out or punch him or kill him or anything. He just grabs him by the head with a really intense look on his face and screams, Say it! Say it! Say it! Over and over again. Why is it? Is he Until... advertising a car brand now? Say that. <laughs> <laughs> it is French. <laughs> is it? I thought it was oh, Scandinavian. Is it? Oh. I know that's oh, Saab. Saab no, is right. Swedish. Yeah. I always assumed Seat was was French. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. What he wants Charlie to say is yes. Mate. To Mate. Um, he does want to bring people tea. While he's uh, blind fighting. Mate! <laughs> Bring me Mate! <laughs> yeah. I'm spitting th- feathers here. So he, he says Mate. Excellent. Uh, and then Van Damme just sort of drops his head on the floor and takes the scarf back. Ah, uh, yes. Scarf in your fist. And then he like, he holds the scarf in the air and he's all like, woo! all flowered of himself and suddenly everything gets swept away it's all lovely and civilized everybody's in a nice kimono etc and in a very civilized ceremony uh, Jean-Claude is given his very own katana so he doesn't have to go to Mr. Katana's he doesn't have to go to Mr. Tanaka's to look at a katana anymore he's got his own and there's lots of applause okay. and lots of buying. And Van Damme looks off into the distance and says, This is for you, Sidoshi. Which I don't think he's dead. Right. I don't know why he's like talking into the ether. He could have just called him, but whatever. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Maybe he was on speakerphone. <laughs> so someone's like holding the speakerphone up in the air. Come on, yeah, yeah, speak yeah. up here. This is for you. <laughs> yeah. So he goes to visit Zangief then and uh I he it's such a weird relationship, these two. They're they're more into each other than Van Damme is into Jenny. Uh-huh. Like, he's super into Zangief, and the feeling is mutual, because Zangief's saying to him, like, anywhere, any place, any time, you need me, I'll be there for you. I'll be there for you. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, nice. And Jean-Claude says, I love you, my friend. And Zangief says, me too. All right. Meanwhile, Jenny's just standing there like, what am I, a shop liver? 
You two don't so. go to the Komatai to fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, really get the impression that Jenny was just his beard through the whole film. Oh. Um, so now Forrest Whitaker and his sidekick are standing at the airport. Well, they're actually not. They're standing on the tarmac because apparently you could do that in the 80s. Like, waiting yes. to board the plane. And they're standing yeah. there going like, oh, shucks. Oh, darn, he's not here. Oh, uh, um, I guess he lied to us. And then they look round. They hear like, hey, and they look round. And Van Damme's already on the plane. And he's yeah. come out and he's like, you guys coming or what? And of course, the the sidekick of Forrest Whitaker goes, you son of a bitch. Oh, yes. how embarrassing. You son of a... Well, if you thought that was embarrassing. So you're like, woo! And then the video game music starts playing again. And you're like, yeah! And Jenny pulls up on an airport bus, poor thing. And uh, he, he waves goodbye at her like, bye! And she just embarrasses herself by trying to do that martial art hand bow thing uh-huh where you fold one hand over the fist of the other does her forehead hit yeah. the glass of the bus <laughs> i wish uh, donk uh, yeah. <laughs> that is exactly what i would do because i've done that so many times head butted glass walls oh, no. <laughs> like a blue bottle <laughs> yeah like that time we were um, in the chippy do you remember the chip shop with uh super chips and you ran into the door. <laughs> That's Wink! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, I saw my friend and was super excited. So excited I didn't think to open the door before running through it. Yeah. Yeah, that was embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it seems like an awful lot to go through for not actually that much. That film. I mean, it could you could have done the film in half an hour, right? Um, if you cut out all the exposition and all and the, the flashbacks. plot development and the flashbacks, and you just had a film of people kicking the shit out of each other in a in a secret, not very secret location, I'd still mm. watch it. But that's <laughs> I true. Don't know yeah. if it would, I don't know if it would have had the rich texture that the film had. Really? Yeah, it's great. I loved all those scenes where Van Damme just looked sad while gazing out of a window while it played a quite quite passable 80s, 80s tune. It was fun. Mm, okay. It could have... I mean, the film itself is only like an hour and ten minutes. And oh, really? It, pretty okay. much, yeah. And it mm. could have been even shorter if they had just cut all of the Forrest Whitaker stuff, which was... Com as, as you can see now, it was completely superfluous. Yeah, yeah. It was... Um... And to be Pointless. honest, to a certain extent, so was the journalist. I right enough. Because it's not like he even was that into her, because he's just buggering off back to America, presumably to never see her again. <laughs> you could have used a slightly different turn of phrase, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, do you think you'd watch it? I, I've seen so I've seen a number of films that pretty much show exactly the same thing as you said yeah. if you see one Jean-Claude Van Damme film you see them all and yeah. I was like when you said oh um blood sports and I thought have I seen that one because there's one where I think he goes to avenge his brother in some kind of Asian oh, no, no, fight that club was, that was kickboxer but come on yes yeah, the exact same film 
The yeah, only difference yeah, is that he dances and kicks Boxer and it's the most embarrassing thing to have to witness. He's not a good dancer. No. Yeah, so I <laughs> no, I don't think I would watch it. It just sounds I mean weird. It's on it's, Netflix. You can just have it on in the background and watch the fight scenes. Yeah, alright. I will at some point. They're pros. Yay! Woo, yeah. I got one! <laughs> yeah. Aww. Oh dear. Yeah. Well then. Um sounds sounds like it's quite funny though. It is. It's very entertaining. So yeah. You want me to you want me to say the phrase, don't you? <laughs> Why did you We're supposed to it? end it on the catchphrase. <laughs> we can't do it if uh, I'm talking. Well, I tried. <laughs> Why did you watch it? <sighs> there we go. Hey. This shouldn't be so much of a struggle every week. <laughs> Why did you watch it?